The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the markers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. And today we're going to hear about making an immersive and full sensory journey at Johnny Walker. Joining us is Christian Lachelle, who is the Chief Creative Officer at BRC Imagination Arts, which is a full-service strategic design and production company that translates brand and cultural stories into transformative human experiences. For more than 40 years, they've stood on the front lines helping their clients build more meaningful, enduring relationships with audience around the globe for some of the most respected and acclaimed brands and culture destinations in the world, including World of Coca-Cola, the Henry Ford, Guinness, Storehouse, and many more. All right, today, Christian and I are going to discuss Johnny Walker Princess Street Experience. All right, here's my conversation with Christian Lachelle, the Chief Creative Officer at BRC Imagination Arts. What's going on, man? Hey, how are you doing? We must be getting into summer because uh, we were talking about summer plans. We're both in different places. We're like trying to get podcasts going. Well, you're in the right place, but I'm all over the place. Uh, so <laughs> and dealing with me, uh, you know, pre-show. No, no worries. I mean, you know, it's the summertime, so we all should be uh, thinking about where we're going to be and what kind of experiences we're going to have with family and friends. Just the perfect time, right? You are the experienced guy. Your firm obviously seems like, from what I can tell, specializes in creating experiences. Like, I don't know, there's all these brands now. I mean, we're seeing more and more. I mean, I can't tell you how many movies are based on brands now, right? I mean, it just feels like most of the good movies, whether it's Gucci or recently the Air Jordan movie, like brands have such amazing stories, whether it's a movie or an experience it seems like there's a ton of opportunity and that, that history and legacy with again, Lego and Walt Disney. And it sounds like that's what you're doing for a lot of brands. And I, I want to hear all about like your firm and how you got into it and really what you guys are doing for brands. Cause I see on the website and I, I kind of see what you do and I can make guesses, but you know, help our audience. understand. It. Yeah, sure. I mean, we do, we live at the, the intersection of brands and storytelling and experiences and We've been doing that for over 40 years. I've been at BRC 26 years. And, but we were originally kind of rolled out of, kind of rolled out of Walt Disney Imagineering when, when Bob was the founder, who is our founder and, um, you know, still working every day with us. And, and we were part of what at the time was WED, which then became Imagineering. And back in the day uh, when Bob was working on this film for Impressions of France at Epcot, the senior leadership came to him and said, hey, we'd like to let you go and fire you and rehire you. And our first clients were Disney and General Motors. And we did the World of Motion at, uh, we we're part of the team that did the World of Motion at Epcot. And that really launched us on this journey of telling stories, 
with brands and for visitors in a place where we can make these stories entertaining, we can make them experiential. And over the last 40 years, so much has changed in that field, just in terms of the the data and, and the impact we have on these with our audiences. You can see the transformation. You can see how stories and senses can really move the needle for many different brands that we're working with. And visitors are, you know, people are looking for something to do. I think post-COVID, we're seeing that even amplified where we can create social experiences. You know, we can create a, a great tour, for example, for the Las Vegas Raiders and have fans come in from all over the world to Vegas and get a chance to kind of walk on the field and hear that story and kind of that that sort of legacy of the team. So we're doing that across many different spaces from music to beverage and spirits to technology companies. And it's a great place. And we're seeing more and more need for it. As you mentioned in the space, there's just so many stories to tell and people are looking for them. They're seeking experiences over things. Holy cow. I had a feeling Disney had to come from your roots somewhere. I love that Disney's invented the word Imagineer. <laughs> and there's so many Imagineers out there. So Disney is, of course, the best at creating experiences. And Disney, we work with a ton of Disney brands, I think nine Disney brands within our group. And we're just, there's nothing better to work on than that brand in, in our industry. So taking your knowledge and doing that for other brands totally makes sense. Uh, what a cool opportunity to get a, a sneak peek from your background. What do you think is the biggest insight you've had from working as an Imagineer and working in your space today from an experiential standpoint? What are brands missing? And what do you think like is the key to success in that space? Well, I think the, I mean, the key thing, a lot of our team worked for Imagineering. I actually did work with some other, with some other agencies and groups. And um, what I would say, there's so much opportunity for brands to connect with audiences in a, in a meaningful and purposeful way in person. I think we live in a sort of an era where a lot of the digital reach is interesting. Sometimes the advertising, the traditional forms of advertising are not working. People can switch off or they can stream or they can do other things. And I think that as an industry, it becomes more and more challenging to get in front of the people and the audiences that you're trying to connect with. Experiential has always been one of those things that I think really has the opportunity to have a, a, a longer, more lasting relation. You know, you're building a relationship. So I think as you're thinking about your brand and what you're doing out there and you're ultimately building a relationship with your audience and your customers, what, what we find through the experience space is that we can get people longer. They opt in. They want to take the time to learn about the brand. And if we reward them, with a great experience that's incredibly sensory, uh, has all that magical storytelling, all that sort of deep immersion that people are looking for. And you give people a chance to have a two-way conversation with the brand. Then you, we find that that really does create these transformational moments and, and ultimately an experience that has lasting benefit to the brand through loyalty, conversion, whatever it happens to be. But we know it sticks and it lasts because it's really a memory. And I think that that's the opportunity that we have in this space to really take visitors on that journey with us and make it uh, something that's really going to, it becomes more than just, let's say, a, a bottle. Like for, let's just use Johnny Walker, for example. Johnny Walker is a bottle on a shelf, but it's no longer just a bottle on a shelf. It, there's a story, there's a meaning, there's somebody that you met from that brand. So it's no, no longer just a label in a, in a bottle. It's, it's actually, oh, I met Kevin. And I remember that experience I had in Edinburgh. And boy, now when I'm drinking that, I actually have a story to share with friends. It becomes a lot more than just a 
sort of a something that's a flash. It has more meaning. Okay, a couple of things I, I want to highlight and mention I heard from you. I really think sensory is overlooked a lot. And like when you go on the ride soaring at Disneyland, the wind and the smells, I mean, there's so many senses. I've heard that on this podcast before too, that especially in the new world of marketing and what we're seeing, I, I do think sensory is an overlooked opportunity. So I'm glad you said that. And I agree. The two-way conversation caught my attention as well. And I, I think that's what made social media so great when it first came out is it allowed brand fans to have the two-way conversation. I'm excited. We are going to have uh, Wyden Kennedy on the show and talk about the work they've done for McDonald's. But I, I really heard a word from them and they have this whole thing around fandom. And I don't know if they ripped off that from somebody else too, but certainly it makes a lot of sense. And I think what you're talking about in a lot of ways... and what you're doing experientially with brand fans is really bringing fandom to life and doing it in the right experience. So I do think experience is so underrated, but I think in a lot of ways it's done so poorly. And I think it's such a a big category that I think it gets confused with maybe event sponsorship at times and other subcategories. And man, I, I feel like There's not a lot of agencies that can produce the kind of things that you need. Like people that build this stuff, like I I tried to buy an experiential agency one time and I was like, it was crazy. Like the risk and liability and the stuff that these people have to build. And and then forget the thinking and the front end of what you would have to do from a strategy standpoint. Like I'm just not sure there's that many people that do it well. And I do think for especially Fortune 5000 brands, I mean, brands that have fandom. I mean, what a missed opportunity of creating experience for your brand fans that are probably going to share it, that just love you. There's just so much maybe to, to open up this can of this experiential box. Is it only for top brands? Is there mid and smaller challenger brands that can create these type of experiences? I guess where I go to is like the Legos of the world where Lego created Lego Land and other brands like Coors, you go to the Coors factory and you taste their beer and it's a whole experience. Is it just for like large institutional brands or there smaller brands? Is there different categories of experience? I guess I just have a ton of questions that just come to mind as I, I talk to like yourself. Yeah, I think there's a lot in there. First of all, this is, I think, telling a great story, uh, whatever that story is, it doesn't have to be a 200-year history like Johnny Walker. I mean, we work with a lot of technology brands that are kind of new, you know, they haven't been around more than 20 years. I think that if you do experiential right, and you can really bring people on whatever that journey is, and create a lasting kind of experience that whether combining all the senses, getting into the variety of different, we call kind of experiential keys that we use, you don't have to be a massive brand and you don't have to spend a major investment to make to make a really great impact. We know that we can move the needle on smaller experiences, even small, like for example, we have, although it's a big brand with Absolute, but their actual place where they create a lot of their liquid and well, their only place where they create the uh, Absolute in the world is in a very small village with less than 2000 people in Olhu, Sweden. It's a very small scale kind of project, although it's a major brand. So I think there's opportunities for people at different scale to get in. But I think you hit the nail on the head, which is you have to do it right. I mean, it takes a kind of professional sort of lens of not just kind of slapping story on it. I heard that from a client once. They weren't a client for very long. But it's like you have to really think about how the deep storytelling and the research and then how to really choreograph an experience in a way that's going to have the right emotional sort of journey that will take people someplace. And that doesn't matter if it's a 
a technology and a new brand or if it's something as storied and it has a legacy brand like Johnny Walker or even Ford Motor Company for that matter. And I think it's powerful when you combine storytelling and sensory engagement and a way to have a conversation with your audience. That combination we know. I mean, 90% of people make choices based on their emotions. We know that, right? Like it's an emotional, even though we know the facts, we still make choices on emotions. And what's the best way to get to emotions? I mean, great storytelling, filmmaking, a great book, a great experience pulls you into the story, makes you part of the story. Not in this case, we can actually create that dialogue where we can take that story in a lot of different places and we can personalize it. And anyway, it's, I think there's a lot around this, the things that we do that can apply to really large and established brands that are just getting their feet, you know, they're starting up and they're, they're anxious and they're ready to roll, work with a wide range of different brands in that space. The big takeaway I have just over and over again that I love is storytelling mixed with sensory is really a big key to success. Is there other things you can tell us about Johnny Walker? I know the next episode, just as a, as a teaser, we're going to get into the Ford company and the projects you did with Ford. But anything else in terms of the Johnny Walker like experience and why it was successful and going back to certainly the storytelling and the sensory as being keys to success generally. But anything else you maybe want to add to the Johnny Walker? Yeah, I think with Johnny Walker Princess Street, it's the flagship of this 185 million pound investment by Diageo into Scotch tourism. I mean, where Scotland goes, it's sort of Scotch is the major export. And I think what's interesting about that project is if they keep the category as it is, you know, Scotch has a lot of old codes and mythologies around it. You can only drink, you know, single malts a certain way. You can't have it in a cocktail. There's a lot of myths, but when you go back to the long history of Scotch, I mean, I'm talking going back to, you know, 18, 1880, 1890. I mean, people drank, they had cocktails, they enjoyed Scotch in any way they wanted it. And I think what we're, we're looking at is a revitalization of that category, right? Creating a more contemporary and actually in some ways returning to the roots of Scotch and looking at a, an experience that can bring a lot of people in. So our target was really bringing a lot of younger people into the category. We're skewing a lot of women come through the experience. And we're seeing that first sort of liquid to lips moment through a combination of storytelling, AI personalization. We're doing the flavor print, taking people on a journey, unpacking the story, and then giving them a personal taste that is, is catered to them, that moment is like a lightning bolt moment where all of a sudden you've got the story, you're having all the senses, and now you put that first highball in their hands and they go, I had no idea that I like scotch. I had no idea. This is delicious. And we're seeing that happen again and again and again. And it's because we're bringing that story to life in a very unexpected in more contemporary way. It's not your grandfather's experience, although we have a lot of people from all different ages and groups coming through. And of course, everybody loves it, but we're definitely created something that is sort of pushing the, the boundaries of where, where Scotch is going into the future. And I think that that's really exciting. So, I mean, this is like the Coors factory for Johnny Walker in the motherland, but like times 10, just, but with your expertise and spin on it and your imagineering, if Coors would have done that. Exactly. It's eight floors of experiences, everything, oh from pro gosh. you know, yeah. So it's, it's not just a, uh, it's not just a tour. I think traditional tours, we've kind of, kind of started to move way beyond that in terms of what we're doing today with these uh, experiences we're creating. And the good news is audiences love them. So <laughs> they're enjoying it. 
that's freaking badass. Okay, now I totally get, man. So it's like, I remember going to Nashville and seeing like the Gibson place, right? And they and maximizing that. Like, I can't imagine what you guys would have done with a project like that Gibson thing. I think it was the the old CMO from Levi's is now running. He's the he's the president of Gibson. We went there. It was really cool. But like in Arizona, where where I'm from, you have Fender, right? Like Fender should have an experience in Old Town Scottsdale that just blows your mind. And you guys should be building that for that. Yeah, we'd love to do that. They're listening. Let's go. <laughs> you know, we do. We yeah, we do a lot of work with Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We do a lot of work with the Opry uh, in Nashville. Yeah. We do, so those are things that music has to be felt. I mean, if you're not if if you're not walking out of the Fender experience with like goosebumps and like like a cheer or you know or a tear or something, if you're not feeling something, you're not you're not doing it right. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's freaking cool. Okay, I get it. So here's what we're gonna do. We're like always on the show. I'm over. I'm over time. I'm gonna end here. I'm gonna wrap up the episode of Rebrand. Big thanks to Christian Lachelle, Chief Creative Officer at BRC Imagination Arts. And you can see what they do is freaking badass, and why we wanted them on the show. And there is a ton of it. I think questions around experiential marketing, and so we want to dive into that. But I also want to hear about the Ford. Rouge Factory tour and how they BRC was involved in kind of the Imagineering of that innovation. I know I can't say Imagineering because Disney owns it, so we got to be careful there. But if you can't wait till the next episode, you want to learn more about Christian. Uh, like always, I'm going to put his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can find him on Twitter. It's uh, C L A C H E L or his company website at brcweb.com. Again, that's brcweb.com. Uh, another link in our show notes, of course, uh, we're going to have everything you want at our website, rebrandpod.com. So if you forget something, you want guest information, you want contact information, we're going to put it all there for you. And again, we, we're working on our newsletter, so you can subscribe to our newsletter. And this is where you can also become a guest speaker. So we're getting tons and tons of really interesting guest speaker applications I love. Uh, some people actually knew and, and applied. Other people I didn't know. So it, it's been a ton of fun. And again, let's get through this. We're, of course, uh, you can find me on all the channels uh, just at Scott Harkey at all the channels, Instagram, Facebook. I think Twitter is Sharky AZ for me. We're building up rebrand, but I put out content just mostly personally. So I look for that. And again, if you haven't subscribed, we're close to 5,000 subscribers, marketing people that listen to this every day. I passed the 100,000 download mark, which is really fun. I guess that's a cool metric. What my podcast people tell me, that's a big deal. So uh, just thanks for the support. And remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 